0: Now tuned in to the Meese Muse Unplugged, a pop-up podcast variety show helping consultants along their journey to greatness. With your host, management consultant, author, and blogger, Christy Lindor.
1: go-getters. Welcome to the Meesey Muse Unplugged podcast show. For today's episode, we will be doing a segment that I call Quick Wins. And if this is your first time tuning in, Quick Wins is where I have an opportunity to connect with an individual to discuss either products, services, or ideas that are really helpful for a consultant toolkit. And this is episode 16, actually kicks off our very first Welcome Back to Campus episode. So super excited to have this conversation with my undergraduate graduate go-getters out there. So what's on the agenda for today? Uh, you know, we'll start off the episode. We're going to sh- gonna pretty much share uh, an interview that I did with Destin Whitehurst. So a little bit about Destin. Destin is a co-founder of ConsultingInterviewCoach.com. He's also a former consultant, also an author. Uh, he did his undergrad at Notre Dame and his grad, uh, MBA at the Macomb Business School, a University of Texas, Austin. And in this episode, we really get a chance to talk through some ideas for those that are interested um, in a consulting career that are getting prepared for the case interview. That seems to be, you know, an area of challenge. But actually, you know, Dustin, he spends his days pretty much speaking to hundreds and hundreds of candidates such as yourself. And he shares a little bit more insights that I think that you'll find extremely helpful. So we'll play the episode. At the end of our interview, I'll also provide, I it's going to be kind of a quick MISI mentoring moment. I want to round out some additional thoughts on case interview prep and some other things you should consider. So let's get started. So Destin, thank you again for taking time to join us on the MISI MIS Unplugged. How are you doing today?
0: No, I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so I guess before we get started, if you can maybe take a moment to introduce yourself to the go-getters of the Missy Muse Unplugged. Great.
0: I'm Destin Whitehurst, founder of ConsultingInterviewCoach.com. Previously, I was with a big four consulting firm and uh, focused on life sciences strategy. And then when I went to get my MBA, I started this company, which we've now had for going on three years.
1: I didn't realize that you, you had the company for over three years now. I've heard so many great things about your company and know several people that use your services. So I'm, I'm really excited that we're going to get a chance to, to talk to you today. So maybe to kick off the interview, Dustin, maybe you can share with the go-getters a little bit about your journey in consulting. So, you know, how were you exposed to the profession? And what were some of the factors that really influenced your your thinking and in going into consulting?
0: So I had a unusual early exposure to consulting. I had an aunt and an uncle that that worked at two of the MBB firms, and from an early age, I saw I had an interest in in the type of work they're doing, seeing them travel, and just sort of hearing stories about you know their client interactions. And then I did my undergrad at Notre Dame, where there's a pretty large group of, of students focused on consulting. And so that solidified my interest in the industry, especially taking a few strategy-oriented classes. So when I received the offer for the firm that I was with, was excited to join and focus on, again, life sciences was a predominant area. Quickly transitioned not only from life sciences, but also to mergers and acquisitions, which was, to me, just fascinating that you know you can go so deep into one area or so broad. I know a lot of the candidates that come to us, one of their reasons for getting into consulting is you know, all the industry and business challenges you can face, but you can also deep dive as well, which which I didn't during my career.
1: You actually mentioned the life sciences or M&A. Did, did you know that those were the areas that you wanted to focus on or were you, you know, it sounded like you started in life sciences and then, you know, kind of pivoted into some of the M&A work. Did you make a conscious decision to go into that space?
0: You know, I really didn't. And what I found was I followed who I found to be the most impressive people that I enjoyed working with. And that just happened to be the group that I was exposed to and surrounded myself with a lot of leaders and a lot of sharp individuals. And so, you know, I just I stayed in that track and and sort of learned and grew with them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, what you just said was was just so spot on, Destin and, and go getters. You know, Destin really what he's highlighting is what I call really, you know, looking at the broader picture of consulting and looking at the culture. So it sounded like you were in a in a really good environment and you were attracted to the, you know, the culture of a particular practice or area. And then that kind of led you down this path. So I think that's something, you know, for, for younger or newer consultants, it's so important. Like culture to me is everything when it comes to, you know, firm decisions or practice areas to so take heed of that. So thank you for sharing that, Dustin, bringing that out what would you say during your time in consulting, what was something that surprised you?
0: Yeah, to expand on on one point I just mentioned, definitely the idea of driving your own career, having control of of what types of engagements you're working on, uh, what types of clients, what type of business problems. So I I had assumed going in that, you know, you're the low man on the totem pole and you sort of get dictated to in terms of where you're going to be flying. And really, if you grab your career by the horns, make your preferences known and do good work. You really can explore whichever niche it is that you're most interested in. And I've even seen people essentially develop their own practices at a fairly, I guess, low career rank simply because they had an interest and you know, they were able to work towards it and they weren't afraid to do so.
1: That's really great advice. Like, What, what would you say is your definition, Dustin, of a great consultant?
0: I think there's two things that stand out to me. One is listening. So it's not that we're just handing down strategic advice from on high, but actually being there shoulder to shoulder with the client, understanding their problems, getting to know the team, getting to know the company. I think that's that's absolutely crucial towards success, to actually being able to implement whatever it is that you're recommending. And then number two is curiosity. It's pretty easy oh. to come in and you know, perform your analysis, even meet the people and then leave it at that. And what I found in my later years in consulting was that I did so much better work when I was going to actually see the facilities and meet the salespeople and see the product and and actually hold it in my hands. It made all the difference in the world. And and that's what I would recommend to any folks that are just now getting
1: into the industry. Thank you for giving that that advice. I'm actually going to pivot Dustin and and talk a little bit more about your company consultinginterviewcoach.com. So, it looks like you, you know, you started your career in consulting and then I think the, you know, at the beginning of the of this episode, you mentioned going to school and and then starting your your company. Maybe you can share a little bit about the journey of how did you decide to 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 start this service? Was it something you, you know, you were thinking about while in school, or was it just kind of happenstance? Maybe share a little bit of that.
0: Yeah. So going into my MBA, I went to University of Texas Macomb School of Business, and I wanted to have something where I could apply the lessons I was learning in the classroom in a real world situation. And so that, on top of you know, just being able to pay pay the bills while I was in school, started this company. And After working with clients and seeing the impact that we were having, you know, actually, you know, getting thank you letters about helping people get into their, you know, now starting their careers in consulting, that really encouraged me to to take it seriously and grow. And so towards the end of my MBA, I actually started bringing on more team members. So we expanded from initially two to three up to now we've got 10 coaches and they are from basically the top four or five firms. And we've got folks on both coasts of the US. So have really increased sort of the scale of the company and, and our capabilities as well.
1: Yeah, that is awesome growth. Congratulations. And again, I like I said, I know I know of individuals that have used your services. So you are definitely the real deal, Destin. <laughs> so for go-getters that may be interested in your service, maybe you can take a moment and And just share a little bit more insights in terms of like the high level overview of how you really service various candidates. Maybe walk us through just a kind of an overview of your process.
0: Yes. So it's all virtual training. We use Skype. And again, you essentially can go onto our website, see our different services, schedule a session, pay. And then you'll, at your appointment time, meet with a coach, hopefully during the video conference in order to make it a little bit more personal. And what we offer is case prep, behavioral or fit prep, resume and cover letter review. And then in general, we actually do a decent bit of sort of networking tips and tricks just sort of in the conversations before and after the the formal sessions. And you know, the reason that that we exist and that we've been able to grow is is the value that we're offering here. So all of our coaches have experience at these top firms several years at a minimum. Several of them, actually the majority are at top MBAs. So we've got folks from Kellogg, Harvard, MIT, Wharton, Berkeley. And not only that, they've been vetted. So there's some other platforms where the coaches can just sign up to be on the platform. We actually go and and train ours, sort of take them through the, the process to make sure that they're dedicated and interested in helping candidates. On top of that, what we offer is structured, targeted training. So whether that's Running through four cases over the course of a couple of weeks and you actually receiving scorecards across a variety of metrics, a heat map that shows your case by case performance or if it's drilling into hey let's just do three or four frameworks in the course of an hour and really focus on you know making unique targeted frameworks you know what it is is we we learn your development areas and we and we hit those hard Finally, I would say you know, having given cases to hundreds of clients ranging from undergrads to MBAs to professionals. you know we know the common pitfalls with the cases we're delivering. we know what excellence looks like and, and that's what we train you to.
1: So you know you mentioned a couple things here. So you mentioned like the case prep, the resume, behavioral interview, and then the framework. So of kind of those four, I know they're not, that's not a messy way to look at it, right? But (laughs) of those four like kind of elements, right? Like what would you say is, is the most common pitfalls you see with candidates within those four like buckets?
0: That's a great question. As far as a resume is concerned, resume cover letter, view the resume, it's a way to demonstrate your impact, your success. A lot of people don't, Quantify or even highlight what they've actually accomplished. Like, what was the results of your actions? And then the cover letter, the cover letter you should view as a love letter. This should be about the firm Mm -hmm. and how you're gonna add value at that firm. You really need to to sort of focus on that relationship, the people you've met, the interactions you've had, the events you've attended. It's vital. As far as cases are concerned, I'll highlight just maybe two things. One is I see a lot of off-the-shelf cookie-cutter frameworks that are functional, but they're not targeted to the prompt or the industry, and they're not particularly interesting or creative. And that's a missed opportunity to show off style and your personal capabilities and and manner of thinking. The other thing on the case is getting back to impact. It's thinking about insights rather than descriptions. So so what's the so what of the case, or if you're looking at, at a graph or some data, don't describe it to me, but tell me what's important about it. How, how does it impact the client in the context of this prompt? And again, that it takes a second level layer of thinking that basically comes with practice. Finally, thinking about fit, know your brand, be able to express your brand, the value that you would bring to a firm, and explain why you're interested in not only consulting, but that firm specifically. I know, particularly our campus recruits, they're looking at maybe five, six firms, and it's hard to tailor, but it's, it's actually vital that you're able to, to drill down and be genuine about your, your interest.
1: Hey, go getters! Have feedback on today's show? Questions on consulting? Want to be a guest? We'd love to hear from you. Just drop us a line at mecmuseunplugged at gmail. That's unplugged at gmail.com you can also show us your support by downloading episodes spreading the word to friends and family or leaving us a review remember Misi muse unplugged is a pop-up podcast which means we'll stick around as long as we continue to hear from you thank you for your support now back to today's show Great. Right. i so love that make the cover letter like a love letter <laughs> <laughs> i've never heard that before but i i still love that i'm i'm gonna borrow that if you don't mind uh, oh
0: no by all means
1: <laughs> and so i i totally agree in terms of you know knowing your knowing your brand having you know really kind of taking the case prep and and really adding your spin and your personality to it for sure for go-getters that may be new to consulting and don't know what the so you know the so what's funny i cover the so what in my my upcoming book but can you maybe just give, a, give the listeners a little bit more kind of context of what the so what is? It's so important. So,
0: Yeah, for example, say, say you, you have a graph that you, know, you run some calculations and it turns out that you know, there's, there's an obvious financial answer to your question. But you've also learned in the case that you know, maybe there is some considerations on the quality of a given product that will force you to follow a timeline that doesn't match, you know, maybe the most financially advantageous. And so the so what here is not to just pick one or the other, or to say, this is where the numbers are leading me, therefore, that's the answer. But to take a step back and say, okay, what industry am I in? Like, if we're in a healthcare industry, then quality is rather important. And so maybe we're, we're actually going to sacrifice financial gain to have the quality and build a brand that's going to be trusted. And again, that is not as obvious to people who are just trying to solve the problem. But when you take a step back and think, sort of realistically, how would this work in the real world? I think it becomes a lot more logical, and frankly, I think easier when you take off the pressures of just solving
1: the problem. I love that. So, thank you for sharing that that definition. So, my my last question for you, Dustin: What would you say is the number one advice that you would give either undergrad or graduate students that are seeking? To begin a consulting career, maybe you know with this, you know September begins the new recruitment season. Like, what's the number one thing that you would you would share as as, as guidance? Just given your your background as a consultant, but also you know you're you're in the space and and you sp- speak to hundreds of candidates regularly. What would mm-hmm. you give them?
0: So I'll, I'll give two instead of one, just because I think yeah, and my experience as a recruiter and again now as a coach. One is. Give the networking events your all because they're if the recruiters are worth their salt, they're taking notes about who's there and what those interactions have been like. And so, you know, go be present, attend, again, sell your brand, make yourself known and, you know, arrive early, leave late. And then the second part is live practice. I think I've already spoken to the value that our, our company offers, but whether it's with a coach or with a friend, you know, live case practice and life fit practice, either one. It's really the only way that you're going to get a realistic experience of what it's like to be eye to eye with an interviewer. So those two are are the biggest that I would recommend to anyone interested in having success this fall.
1: Awesome. Thank you for that, Justin. And for anyone that may be interested in connecting with you or with your company, you know, what are some ways that an individual can get a hold of you?
0: Right. So you can find us on social or via our website. It's again, consultinginterviewcoach.com. And we've got sort of a variety of ways you can test out our services. We have a trial interview. And also, you know, we've got our contact information there on the website. If you happen to have questions about the services, you know, we're, we're pretty much available 24-7
1: to meet your needs. Well, that wraps up today's episode. Thank you so much, Destin, for your time. Do, I don't know if you have any parting remarks or thoughts for the go-getters today.
0: Yeah, last one, kind of random, but there's a book called Lords of Strategy and it talks about the history of consulting. And I actually think that a lot of folks applying to the industry don't know much about its roots, and it's pretty helpful, actually. So check it out, Lords of Strategy. I think it's it's a good read, and you know, it's about basically your, your MVBs of the world, so pretty relevant for, for folks who are interviewing.
1: I hope you enjoyed the conversation, and don't forget to check out Dustin on his website, consultinginterviewcoach.com. I'll also include links on my website, MisiMews.com, if you're interested. A couple of things I wanna to talk to the, you know, this is gonna be a Misi mentoring moment, uh, really quickly here. A couple of things I wanna talk about, you know, given what, what Dustin shared, we were so thankful for his insights. If you're considering a consulting, kind of case interview prep service. There's there's a number of them out there. Destins is is one of many. I actually know as I've mentioned in the interview, I know several people that's used Destins and it's been really effective for them. But just to kind of round that that I that that thinking, what are some of the other, you know, what are some things you should consider if you are in the throes of case interviews and you really want to test out from from an objective voice? I think the case interview prep services are really, really valuable because these are trained professionals, you know, these are professionals with a trained eye to really look for maybe what can be some blind spots or, or areas of focus that you may, you know, need to really fine tune and they can give you a different lens on it. So highly recommend checking out Destin and his service and any other, other similar services. What to consider when you look at that? I'm gonna I wanna kind of mention three top things that you should look for in a service like that. One is the number one, honestly, is proven results. You wanna make sure that this service that you are reaching out to and you're gonna, you know, put put money and invest in to their 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 services, you wanna make sure that they've actually had successful candidates that have actually gotten offers at the targeted firms that you are speaking to. I think that's first and foremost proven results. There's like there's nothing that compares to that. Again, lots of them out on the market, but you want to make sure that that's the number one that they have proven results. How do you find that out? Talk to other individuals or you know around you that you know that are going through interview case preps as well. Find out, did they use the services? You when you, if you reach out to the companies, ask them for referrals. You know, you can also kind of do a quick kind of recon if you Google and you can, you know, sometimes there'll be testimonials and different things. Just kind of do a little bit of research, make sure they've got proven results. So that's first. Secondly, you want to be compatible with the type of coaching style that they offer. So Everyone has different styles and, and you want to make sure that it's not about, when I say compatibility, I don't mean like, oh, they're going to be nice to you. <laughs> you really want, you know, a style that they're going to really see, you know, the weaknesses that, that you may have in your in your interview prep and they can really laser focus in on that and really help you take your performance to the next level. So compatibility in a terms of they have the right working style to, to work with you to really kind of take your approach to the next level. So that, that's really critical. And my third is, you know, for those that say, well, you know, th- it sounds like a great service. I, I'm, I really don't have that type of, of funding. I remember when I was in college, I was like the broke college student, <laughs> always working a thousand jobs. So um, I hear you as well. And, you know, for, for those, I'd say be creative. If you do decide to use a service like that, and, and decide to use it sparingly, leverage them at the beginning of your case interview kind of journey. So, so I'd say, you know, kind of figure out like, what's your baseline, right? So if you, if you buy like one coaching session, what's your baseline, you know, and, and maybe take the feedback they provide, create your own personal, you know, your own type of, of, of practice schedule, you know, whatever the, the feedback is that you need to work on come up with your own schedule, you know, work offline. I, I, you know, I recommend doing peer to peer, you know, finding peers at your college or maybe some folks that are more senior than you that's already gone through this process that may have gotten an offer, you know, find other people on your, on your campus or in your circle that you can do peer-to-peer, peer to peer peer case interview preps with. And then, you know, round it out, maybe towards the end when, you know, you're very close to your, your, your scheduled interview dates. You know, buy another session just to kind of see where you are. So, you know, use it sparingly. And if you don't have the funds at all, you know, to use this service, I would say definitely peer-to-peer case interview prep is the way to go. I I know everyone has different styles. You know, some people may uh, prefer to do case interview prep on their own. I know for me what really helped me prepare was having, you know, folks to, to do case interviews with, but I personally always sought out um people that had uh, you know had had the kind of the opposite of whatever challenges that I was facing. So, um for me, I know quantitative was one of my biggest weaknesses when I was going through the case uh interview prep. So, I would seek out you know, some of my friends that I know that really, really sharp, you know, had really, really, you know, extremely strong quantitative skills. And I provided that, you know, I, I asked to kind of really test me and, and really give me really hard cases to round out to make sure that I'm fine tuning myself. The opposite, I've actually had some of my friends that are very, you know, quantitatively driven, um, and they, they really need a lot of help on a qualitative side, they would turn to me and and I'd provide them that, um, kind of coaching. So, you know, find people that can really help round out where you are. So, you know, that kind of wraps up the conversation for today. Um, so thank you so much for, for tuning in. I'd say check out next week's episode, um, and episode 17, again, along our welcome back to campus journey. I had a chance to connect with Brianna. Um, Brianna, she's now actually, she's a senior, just, just gone into her senior year at Seton Hall university. Uh, just wrapped, she just wrapped up her summer internship and she's actually, she walked into the door of campus this year with a full-time consulting offer in tow. So congrats to her. Um, she does in, in the episode next week, she shares a little bit about her journey and we also give advice to a, um, to a, another kind of, intern that actually had a very different outcome this summer. And we want to talk about that. So, so stay tuned. And again, I'd like to thank you for listening. Again, I want to thank Dustin Whitehurst of ConsultingInnerReach.com for being a guest on today's show. This is Christy Lindor signing out for the misi Muse Unplugged Pop-Up Podcast. Here's to your journey to greatness. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. This pop-up podcast was inspired by my upcoming book, The Misi News, 100-plus Selected Practices, Unwritten Rules, and Habits of Great Consultants. I have people ask me over the last year many questions about this book, but the one question that comes up constantly is, Christy, you have such a demanding career. How did you find time to write this book? And honestly, the answer is simple. I really sought to become the mentor that I wish I had earlier in my career. In the beginning of my career, I didn't have many mentors, um, mental maps of what success really looked like, and I really struggled with that in, in a lot of different ways. But what's nice about struggles is that I overcame them, I grew stronger, more competent, and I'm so excited where I am today in my career. I, I just wanna share you know, what I've learned and be able to help you. And so I wrote the book, you know, with my years of experience, but I also had an opportunity, an amazing opportunity to connect with over 50 or so consulting partners and leaders across the industry, sharing their stories, their antidotes, their resources on how you could be a great consultant yourself. So do me a favor, pick up your phone right now go to www.mecmuse.com. If you scroll down, you'll see a little box to sign up for uh, the book pre-sale notification. Go ahead and sign up for it. Um, I'd love to hear your feedback on uh, my book as well as the podcast. So thanks again for listening and here's to your journey to greatness.